0: Previously on the Simply Human podcast, I, I I distinctly remember one person invited me inside oh. and said, like, "Hey, I'm, I'm I'm good to go. Sign me up, really." And he he was like, "Hey, uh, you want some sake?" And I was like, "I don't know." And he was like, "Oh, it's a it's a Japanese liquor. Best warmed up. I'll put it in the microwave and." Um, this guy got me drunk. What?
1: <laughs> it's episode 221 of the Simply Human Podcast. A COVID-19 edition of the Simply Human Podcast.
0: <laughs> you just got saying You didn't want to make Can this. We,
1: should I not say that? Should I not?
0: No, continue. Just keep
1: going. Okay. With, with your host, Mark and Rick. <laughs> Two- To human beings being human, our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy And how you can start living more like a human today On today's show, it is Lonnie Stormo, CEO and co-founder of Pops Diabetes Care One of the most discreet, easy-to-use diabetes management systems available We have a great conversation with Lonnie, I'm really excited about this How are you, Rick? I'm, I'm alive, so far so it is. Okay. It is. We should, yeah, we March should make a uh, no.
0: We are. Yeah, it's March 16th. We are releasing this show two weeks from now. So uh, March
1: 30th. A week ago, if you had told me what was happening today, I would have said, "Get out of here with your ridiculousness."
0: I think that's why it's interesting that we do like a uh, a coronavirus show because, like, who knows how much stuff is going to change in, in the next in the next week, in the next two weeks, in the next day. In the next hour, yeah, no one has yeah. any idea. So this—it's almost like we're doing like a, a, a coronavirus diary,
1: right? So we have a uh, a fundraising event for Big Brothers Big Sisters, and it's in. uh no, you don't? Well, listen, it's <laughs> not in, anymore. It, you it's don't. It's in mid-April.
0: <laughs> it's in
1: mid-April on a Saturday. Last week, one of our sponsors was like, "Hey, if the if the events get if the event gets canceled, like, well, how are we gonna? How do we? What what, what happens then?" And I and I was going, oh, "What?" Getting canceled? Yeah. That's a yeah. Okay, whatever. whatever. Yeah, it's going to get canceled. Yeah, like, sure, buddy. Idiot. And it's like not not only is it like not canceled. There's no. It's not like even like a should it be canceled? Yeah, it's canceled. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> when uh, and, you know, to sports tie in here when the NBA like suspended their season, my mind was blown. That's when it became super mm-hmm. serious. I was right. watching.
1: It was a Wednesday night. I was watching the Mavs game when it broke and i was at the, it was a home game i was at the previous home game
0: oh well, you got you got coronavirus dang
1: so Sorry, should man. we talk about my air my airline tickets <laughs> this is a very common i don't want to laugh
0: but yes we should
1: okay so i have never been to australia i'm all <laughs> okay I, I lie i don't i do want to laugh yeah this is you. this is funny it, i mean it is what it is it's out of our con- It's out of my control now so yes. okay so my wife uh it got to my wife. Got, got chosen to like be a part of this uh, education conference in Melbourne. And so mm-hmm. it's like, Not oh, cool. Often. Her way is paid. I just have to buy my airfare. Like, yeah, I can, you know, th- once in a lifetime, I can make that work. I go on. I find the tickets. We'd spend all this. I do all this research trying to figure out, okay, when do we need to be there? You got to leave like two days before you need to be there in Australia, time zones and all this stuff. And I pay for the tickets. I pay for the tickets. And I'm just going to tell you, you, I mean, you can look up how much tickets are to Australia. It's like for both well, tickets.
0: No one's bragging, montaging you, right? Right, now right. For, the story.
1: for both tickets was $2,600, which is about what I was expecting. Yes. I never paid for travel insurance. I've never even thought about it. I've just, yeah, we're doing this. We're going to Australia <laughs> at, the, in the, at the end of May, Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> we're going to be there for five nights. So, I buy the tickets, and I'm like, "Dang, that's a big old chunk for tickets." And I'm all worried about okay, the the uh, jet lag and all this stuff. Well, of course, as you know, first com- and uh, koalas. Yeah, and- a week ago, I don't even think about this, and then as it's, it's like, and "You're like, no, we're not going to Australia in May. Like, that's gonna." <laughs> so we. We're, so I call uh, American. They're like, "We will call you back in." Do hours? (laughs) (laughs) So the like
0: I called the IRS last week, right? Yeah.
1: So like you know, the person calls me back, and I'm like, "All right, here's the deal." I was like, "I only fly American." I didn't tell him it was my only choice out of Abilene, but I just said, (laughs) "I only fly American." I'm a loyal customer. I love American. I have no bad things to say about American. Here's the problem. I you know what the uh, the only time I ever spend that much money on airfare. This happens. Like I didn't say that, but I was like I explained the situation. I was like, is there any way? So you get a full refund if you had bought your ticket like after March one or were traveling before May one. I bought the <sighs> ticket February 18, two weeks. Gosh. And we're traveling like two weeks after the so I'm like I'm like, I'm right there. Is there any way I can just we can just credit, give me a refund and we'll just and I'm I, I'm gonna buy tickets and he's like, No, we, we're gonna do we'll do a credit and I'm like Good I gotta spend God. I gotta spend $2,600 on airfare in a year like can I buy airfare Wait, hang on.
0: the credit goes away after a year well okay
1: so here I was very clear with the guy about this I think he was kind of irritated in the end because I was like okay okay like the fourth time it's for like,
0: him it's your money I was it's like, not his I was like it's
1: a big chunk of change I want to make sure I'm hearing you okay so let's say I have a year to use it okay now hang on I bought it on February 18th if I buy tickets in January of 21 and I and, and it's like just me going round trip to I don't know New York or something and it's four hundred dollars three hundred dollars I have another year from that day to use the balance yeah to purchase the ticket right so yeah. I usually go on two or three trips bragging montage a year and I mean I guess <laughs> I can like use my credit on like I'll buy three people on the football trip that I go on. Like I'll buy everybody's airfare and y'all just pay me. Oh, that's a great idea. Y'all just pay me back. Everybody's
0: airfare, they pay you back.
1: And then we just, yeah. So I I think it'll be possible, but one thing I want to do, and I've been wanting to do this for a while, but it's just, it's just kind of expensive for what it is. But with this, it's like, well, maybe this is like forcing me to do this. So here's what I want to do. We have a little, uh, regional, airport in abilene that it's a 36 minute flight to dfw you you That that is
0: incredible by the way that it's only 36 minutes (laughs) you know that's how fast an airplane can fly sound like i've been sitting around smoking a bong all (laughs) night. it's a three-hour car trip but like an airplane moves so fast dude it can get there like like just longer than one tv show man
1: seriously you can't even like they don't even do like drink service and it's a small plane because they don't have time that it doesn't a, fly higher than 10. Do
0: you have to hold a crate of chickens in your lap? <laughs> <laughs> no. What movie is that from? Am uh, I making
1: that up? No, it's uh It's from a movie. Somewhere. It's not a, a Home Alone. It's a movie like that where they're like trying to get home.
0: Is it uh air uh planes, trains, and automobiles? Yes.
1: I think that okay. I think you may be right. I was thinking Maybe John might, Candy okay. was popping into my head.
0: Okay, so it's a thirty six minute flight
1: from Abilene. It to used down. to be a propeller plane.
0: It's not a propeller plane anymore.
1: No, it's like a, it's a little small jet. Jiminy! Yeah. So but times have changed. But here's here. the deal: I can't stand up in it all the way. And on one side of the <laughs> aisle, there's just one seat, and on the other side, there's two seats. Okay, so are you are you picturing this?
0: Are you wearing a parachute?
1: You have on a parachute, and they the doors like <laughs> yeah. don't close. It's just one of those double. It's just one of those double they like, planes.
0: Uh, they have clothespins holding the door shut.
1: It's, it's the uh, it's the plane out of, like Indiana Jones. I'm just sitting in a little seat in front of the pilot <laughs> 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 with my chickens. <laughs> no. With my little, I put my little goggles down, and I'm like, I'm I'm like an goggles, inter,
0: yeah. Your leather cap and goggles,
1: I'm like, and I'm like an I'm like an integral part of the success of the flight. He's like, all right, what I tell you, hey, he, listen, I need you to
0: hold yeah, this real quick. Yeah. Like, okay, I need you to hold it, and do not let it go. Oh my god, if you let it go, I swear <laughs> to God, we're all gonna die. So if just you hold on to it real, real tight, we totally okay, pal. If you don't, yeah, uh, if you uh, don't, i want this captain speaking. Oh. All the, the only passenger is the guy sitting next to me. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, don't let go of that.
1: It's like, uh, uh, If you don't, if you don't give me just exactly three and a half pounds of pressure up on the joystick <laughs> when I say now, <laughs> we're toast. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to. I have my two daughters have never been in an airplane, and I think this would be fun. I think it would be fun to buy round trip tickets from Abilene to DFW and leave at like eight in the morning. And then go to DFW. We're there at nine o'clock. And when you, if you've never been to DFW airport, it's like one of the biggest airports in the world. There's a there's
0: a train. It's plane. the second largest, is it not?
1: I believe it is.
0: I, I think, think Denver's I think, bigger now, if I'm not mistaken. I think but Denver
1: gigantic. is has more traffic. DFW is like like physically larger physically the biggest yeah
0: I so, drive through it every day to go to work so yeah
1: oh bragging montage so yeah, but there's, you know.
0: there's <laughs> yes I drive right on the <laughs> runway I drive 150 miles an hour I just weave
1: like, like merging like, like <laughs> trying to merge into traffic <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, I'm merging in between planes taxi they're all like I like, my turn <laughs> signal on <laughs> you son of a let me get over <laughs> They're all they're all
1: They're all honking at you, flipping the bird. Oh man. Okay, so hang on. Um so we you know, we could spend four or five hours at the airport, uh Skylink Train around. There's shopping. There's restaurants. There's ice cream. There's frozen yogurt. There's all. There's. We got, got a Chili's too. There's a Chili's. There's a Blue Mesa Grill. There's. You can watch the planes land and and take off. And then we get on a plane. We don't leave the airport. We get on a plane, and we fly home. And that would be like six hundred bucks. <laughs> Good Probably God. Eight hundred. Once you factor in like. All the money you're Eat, gonna spend eating and, and, and yeah. like
0: your uh, your 11 iced tea, right? Yeah, at
1: least, like 90 for a Chick fil A or something, yeah. So, you
0: know, I gotta say this I've all and this is someone who uh barely ever gets on an airplane. I haven't been on an airplane since uh, god, August of 2016. Really, yeah, wow. uh, I love the airport. I am yeah. enamored. Well, I, I've been in air- lots of airports, I just bragging oh, that sounds very cryptic. Because of my job, I'm inside of that airport in Love Field Not all the time, but somewhat frequently. So, uh, but I love the airport. There's some, just a lot of stuff going on, and I'm always enamored by like I don't even know what duty free means, but I'm like, oh, <laughs> you
1: can't duty. duty in there. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> like I, I,
0: I enjoy the airport. I think that would be a fun. Thank trip. you. Just I'm afraid if you're walking around the airport all day without a plane ticket, they're going to be like. Oh, well, you are a terrorist, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, so no, that, no, no, no.
0: I'm here uh, on a day trip with my kids. I uh, just wanted them to, to see the airport. They're like, that's oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, right. the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> But you y- with your credentials, you could just walk right huh? through TSA. Uh, no. Well, I mean, it
0: kind of <sighs> it kind of depends. Uh, Love Field, it's not really that big of a deal. Uh, they just kind of take us to the side and kind of do the thing. But uh, I, I, could, I could I could, meet you guys for lunch. I could badge my way through there for sure. Hmm. I don't have to pay for, for parking. Yeah? Yeah, park. I could just park. <laughs> that is the best part of being in a police car is you can literally just park wherever you want. Right.
1: <laughs> you Except can uh,
0: if you don't put the sign up on the dashboard that says uh, official police uh, work only, uh, you get a parking ticket. Uh, ask my partner how he knows how oh we got a parking God. ticket at Love Field. <laughs> we were there like three weeks ago.
1: And they're like, and I sorry. Saying, oh, you didn't Roger, put the I told up. you
0: to put the sign up.
1: <laughs> so we had to call them and they had to cancel the ticket and all this stuff. Oh, but, man. So in Abilene, you can park wherever you want.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know I could.
1: <laughs> so that's the thing. So that's uh, yeah. So at this point, they are like uh, Houston. My brother-in-law is in Houston and, and owns operates a bar. And they are—they just shut him down. How is
0: that time. working, by the way? Right now.
1: Uh, well, they just shut him down for two weeks. Yeah, I know. So, like, what are they gonna do? He's like texting us, like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna come hang out for two weeks." <laughs> like, he literally has. I know. He to also do. has the
0: gym, so he's got like another income, re- yeah. you know, revenue. But like, the human zone. Yeah,
1: and it like, feel... just started. Like, they just opened, like, in January. So yeah, like, I know.
0: So like the like the first couple months are like kind of make or break for like a bar or restaurant. Yeah. So
1: And they were doing I mean, so they, they were they were doing great. They will do they will continue to do great. We'll bounce back from this as we do. Oh, I would think so.
0: But like this is the interesting part about doing this show right now. People are listening to this are listening to our impressions on March sixteenth.
1: Dying laughing because Whereas March
0: thirtieth, uh, it might be and I say might be, it will definitely be different. way different than it is when we're recording right yeah. now but like, uh, you know, uh, I think it was yesterday. The CDC said they recommend avoiding groups larger than fifty for for eight weeks for two months.
1: Yeah, that's school. That's church. Today,
0: the president, uh, lowercase, uh, said he avoid avoid luxurious groups of uh, ten or more until you're unless you're at Mar a Lago and then seventy five people and they're all sick as hell. It's 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 totally okay as
1: long as you give me money.
0: But like, uh, there's it's and this is what I was telling people like in my the class that I teach that's uh, after hours, we were canceling for the next two weeks and I was leaving them voicemails. And I was like, Hey, listen, we're not meeting again until earliest is March 31st. Uh, But things are changing minute by minute, hour by hour. So like, I don't know if March, like don't mark March 31st on your calendar. Right. Just that's the earliest we'll meet back. Like, I wonder looking back, like kind of time capsule style, like what, The impression will be like, man, Mark and Rick were really like. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, there's nobody listen. All the eleven listeners, like, uh, are 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 dead because they're zombies. And uh, you know, we're all living. I am Legend,
1: like, broadcasting (laughs) on all aim frequencies. Did you see walking around shooting zombies? Do you? Obviously, you have a police scanner. I'm thinking about getting a little CB radio. I never listened to it. Not even ever. A police scanner for like, like, would it be a good idea for Jen and me to both have CB radios just in case something happens? like in our car, so we can communicate. Is that stupid? How in the
0: hell am I supposed to know that? I don't know.
1: I mean, you're a policeman.
0: CB radios. Yeah, like Justin uh, breaker, Gibbs. Breaker, Breaker 1-9. Yeah. Can you uh, stop on the way home and get some milk? <laughs> Over.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, what the, is your... The, the,
0: the police radio in my police car is turned all the way down.
1: <laughs> How, uh, Doomsday, what, uh, the scale of zero, you've never thought about uh, society collapsing to 10... You live in a bunker. Where are you? I am absolutely
0: 100% thinking I would say like maybe six. And I don't think that's because like society will break down. Oh, my God. But like this is. This is pretty unprecedented. Like this is like and I was listening to. And I don't mean mean like
1: specifically for this. I just mean like in general, like like say like before this happened, where did you fall in that scope?
0: Oh, I felt at a zero. Okay. Right. Like, uh, you know, we have uh, a completely incompetent administration and terrible Congress and uh horrible Senate, and they do a terrible job. But, like, we, we still are able to get our paychecks. Like, I'm still able to pay
1: my bills. Turn the lights on. The electricity's yeah. working. But, like, yeah.
0: now we're, like, the, uh, there's a lot of stuff up in the air for a whole lot of people. Like, um, at least I'm guaranteed of getting a paycheck. There's a chance that... Uh, our patrol division could get like decimated by this, and that means they're going to start pulling people from other divisions, right. which means I'll go back to working patrol, oh. which I cannot, I absolutely cannot do.
1: Move back I to Abilene and work. God
0: almighty. If I move back to Abilene, I'd be the colonel in charge of everything. There's so much, there's been so much change in the last, today's Monday, five days, six days. I don't know. I don't know when it started happening Wednesday or Thursday, but like that's one of last week. But that's when like things started like getting really, really real. And I had been paying attention to all the news on this for like the last two months wondering like, OK, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, the answer has been absolutely nothing. The a- answer has been pretend it's not real. Uh, huh. Right. Save my opinions on that but the, yeah. uh, the 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 it was pretend it doesn't exist right until like five days ago and yeah. now we're like oh crap right well like, it's behind the curve
1: it is not to like scare anyone but it is like when you start thinking about how systems dependent we are like if the electricity just think about this Dude. if the electricity goes off and it doesn't come back on think about the domino yeah. effect of that right yeah and that's not that crazy of a thing to think it could happen like in a, you know like i didn't think this could happen a week ago you know and so i don't know i've been thinking through like you know we have a we have a place an undisclosed uh safe retreat place uh that there i it is that, i'm gonna be there yeah. i'll be there with you you absolutely are invited uh if that ever happens like you need to memorize the map in case phones aren't <laughs> working because <laughs> i need to memorize got left or left at the, left at left left the, of the cow the, skull at the and dollar and general the... yeah <laughs> but we but i need we need actually we need you everyone out
0: there is going to be taking a left at the dollar general now trying to
1: find you <laughs> all the dollar generals <laughs> um we need you i need your security uh knowledge
0: uh listen i don't have any specific knowledge my knowledge is all like related to <laughs> juvenile specific law in the state of texas it's of <laughs> it's no like, use when society it's like, breaks down uh simply human simply human zone
1: <laughs> taylor tidmore who told the story about killing his cat by accidentally closing it in the dishwasher uh oh, he's an he's an ear nose and throat doctor and a, he could provide
0: more no, i know but, well, tangible security than i could <laughs> so say.
1: listen so we were at like a, a church one morning and this guy like right at the end of church this guy just like collapses into the aisle like an old man like had like a heart attack or something and i ran over there and was like hey taylor like there's a guy over here he just collapsed and he, he's an ent he looked at me like uh unless it's uh has to do with, it <laughs> is he got a sore throat right <laughs> other than that uh, what's his what's his breathing look yeah, like not not really sure i can help <laughs> i'm not really sure i'm the best person somebody with cpr training would do better <laughs> than me <laughs> so it's like the same i don't know I like i
0: i hate to laugh about all this but i also want to laugh about this yeah. because um oh man I'll, I, if you let me i'll spend all day on twitter mm. and it's uh
1: dangerous it's not great
0: yeah like uh th- th- like there's a lot of serious stuff going on and you know speaking specifically i have you know i think a lot of people our age i'm 40 uh my parents my dad is not in very good health yeah. condition at all. Worried about my parents, My mom yeah. is extremely what would you call immun?o What's the term? Def- Immunocompromised Ot- because all I'm chemo from the last few years. Well, like so, the
1: autoimmuno deficiency, I think is what uh, she's dealing with.
0: Well, like she's like uh, it, like literally, if they get it, uh, it's. I mean, I hate to be super grim, but like they're not going to make it pal. Like if I get it, I'll just be sick as hell for like two weeks and it's going to feel terrible and I'll have nobody to take care of me. But like if my parents get it, they're going to die. And so they're like out at the farm, which is good. They live out Uh at the farm. They live in pretty isolation and I've managed to convince them to take this very, very seriously. And so they're, You know, practicing social distancing. I have no idea if they skipped church yesterday. I couldn't bear to ask. I don't know. There's no way. First time in about seventy years. And for the record, damn church service. But like, uh, they're 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 taking it seriously. But um, the issue, to me, the scariest issue of the whole thing is that you can be asymptomatic for like two weeks
1: before and so and, like and, right and now contagious. I feel terrific. I've, yeah.
0: I like, I, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm putting up a bunch of, a bunch of weight on the bench. If you ask uh, Mark and you look at his text messages, <laughs> if you subscribe to simply human, uh, uh, private zone, <laughs> you can see my pictures, my texts, like, I feel good. I'm healthy. I'm, I'm young. Um, but I, I could have been carrying this thing around for like the last two weeks and have no idea. And I just saw my mom last week. And so it's that that's that's what yeah. is the scariest yeah. part is no one has any idea if you're carrying it or not for like two full weeks. Yeah. And, and for the crazy. record,
1: listeners, Rick's mom does not have AIDS, which is what I said the acronym <laughs> of. <laughs> I said auto uh, no syndrome. Oh, no,
0: no. Uh, uh, she uh, almost died from cancer uh, right. a couple of years ago. Yeah. She went through some very, very aggressive chemotherapy that saved her life. Uh, so uh, would you like to comment
1: uh, on that? Um, would you like to continue with your AIDS joke? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but make an AIDS joke. That's fine. Like uh,
1: she had. I will say this. Of, uh, Gallons of chemicals
0: pumped through her veins to try to kill the cancer. So, uh, happy, like bur- happy, birthday
1: happy birthday to Rick's mom. So, okay, I will say this, and then let's get to the interview, and then we'll talk more after the interview. Yes, 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 yes. This is kind of where I'm at. It's, it's, and it's very cliche, but it holds up. The serenity, the serenity prayer, right? Like, yes. I uh, want the serenity to know that there are things out of my control. I need the courage to be able to change the things that I can change and the wisdom to know the difference. Like you can't control seeing the virus and like karate chopping it before it enters your system. But there are things that you can control. You can control where you go and who you interact with and how prepared you are uh, if something else happens and having uh, candles or flashlights in your house in case the power goes. You know, just like you can control what you can control. And that's really all we can do.
0: Well, and I would say this, like, and I would imagine, uh, you know, in the, the two-week the two time capsule, this is still probably going to hold true. Um, social distancing is really important. It's not just important, uh, you know, oh, yeah, you know, I'm young, I feel good, I feel healthy. It's not about how you feel. Right. It's about if you get it and then you pass it to people who are vulnerable and you don't know that. So, uh, man, I would imagine two weeks from now, like, I'm going kind of bananas, like, after five days of social distancing, uh, no sports. <laughs> I'm watching a lot of a lot of old TV shows on the DVR, and you know all this stuff. But uh, I would imagine that's going to be just as important two weeks from now because it sounds like we may be possibly up for this for like, God, uh, if you're listening to this, another month, and that gets old quick. But please, just uh, yeah, that, the, like hand washing is never a bad idea. But like the biggest thing you can do for this, it sounds like from March 16th is the social distancing is limiting yeah. the amount of people you get together with. Yeah. So I would uh, I would so
1: suggest okay. Keep it low. More uh, COVID-19 talk after the interview. Here's Lonnie.
2: Hello, this is Lonnie.
1: Lonnie. Are you there? This is Mark.
2: Hi Mark. Uh, oh, yep, okay, here. P-
1: perfect. Sorry about the delay. Um, I'm waiting on my co-host, Rick. Where are you you right now? Me? I'm in. Oh. Oh, Wait, there's Rick. Not you, Rick. Yes. I'm talking to Lonnie.
0: Oh, Oh, hello. (laughs)
1: Lonnie, where are you? (laughs) I'm in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. I will be in Minneapolis in June for a conference, and I have a friend who lives in Owatonna who I'm going to see while I'm up there. How about that? Well...
2: Well, that's wonderful. I have a brother that lives in Owatonna, and coming here in June is a much better idea than coming here in February. Oh, it's March now, but either way.
0: So I I was in Galveston two weeks ago, so.
1: That has nothing to do with what we were talking about,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mark likes to, oh, Minneapolis. Well, listen, I knew a guy whose dog walker's ex-wife's mother went to Minneapolis once for a, a week, and so I know you. You and I have rapport.
1: Owatonna is a small enough town, Rick, that I bet Lonnie's brother knows my friend.
0: Owatonna sounds name? like a thriving metropolis. He
1: is an orthopedic surgeon in Owatonna. Oh, my brother is a high school
2: teacher, so maybe taught your friend's kids. <laughs> okay, very good. So you are way up
1: in Minneapolis. Right, this is great. Okay, so here's how this is going to work. We are recording. We are going to record an intro for this where we are going to do your whole kind of formal intro. Uh, so that will already have been done. So by the time we get to this interview, mm-hmm. it's just going to be, we got Lonnie, let's cut to the chase, 30 minutes, and I have a friend that lives down the street, which is my wife's best friend. Fake? <laughs> no. I don't have any friends <laughs> besides me. She is 30, <laughs> she's 35, and she just finished her undergrad, and so we did this big like celebration party for her. And so that's that's why I'm a, a little late uh, coming down here. Oh. So anyway, okay. So Lonnie. I will not accept your apology. <laughs> I, I do not accept it at all. Lonnie, how about this? <laughs> Rick, who is giving me trouble, was born on Leap Day. So we just celebrated his 10th oh, wow. birthday was Saturday. <laughs> yes. When Lonnie, when is, when is your birthday? January 5th. January That's not how we're supposed to do this. We're supposed to say, like, hey, we will guess your birthday. No, because you're a cheater, and I'm just going to (laughs) ask I did cheat.
0: Lonnie, we used to have this bit where we would guess. I say we used to. We kind of still do, except for this where we would just try to randomly guess guess the guest's birthday. Uh, I elicited some help from a very close friend of mine.
1: A.K.A. uh, Google. Google. (laughs) We would do some research
0: (laughs) and find out the guest's birthday. And like I actually nailed it on like the right on the number one time, for real. And I was like one day off another time, and then I started like to play a prank on Mark, uh, my friend and I. Uh, we researched the guest, and I nailed it, fakely like with cheating, like three weeks in a row. And Mark was like, "Oh my God, you're a <laughs> wizard!" Like he, <laughs> like I, was the totally bought it. <laughs> And Mark completely bought it hook, line, and sinker. And well, I, had to con- I had to confess. But.
1: I will say this. Honestly, I would not have guessed January 5th for Lonnie's birthday.
0: Oh, wow. That was actually my first guess. <laughs> I had it written down here. Shut so i have had that to my ledger of guests' of, uh, birthdays, I I've, I've guess. So
1: Whatever. One, right. out of, one out of 365.25,
2: right? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, awesome. it's not what? terrible what?
1: odds. What? It's way better odds <laughs> than the lottery. A, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. It's not saying much. Yeah,
0: Those guys who are struck by lightning are like, Having a horse kick you in the balls.
1: <laughs> okay, let's get to no, it. That's actually like
0: one in six. Yeah, right? It? right.
1: It's very Depending small. Depending
0: on where you stand and
1: where you, li- <laughs> and where you live and how many horses you own. Yeah. Okay, Lonnie is the CEO and founder. We've talked about this of Pops Diabetes Care. So, Lonnie, we want to hear kind of your side of the story. Like, in your own words, how did you get to where you are today? Yeah,
2: I had a great opportunity uh, working at a very large Fortune 100 company called Medtronic, um, largest medical device company in the world, and spent 30 years there. Wow. I'm getting a lot of rich experience in the healthcare industry and the healthcare field. And you can imagine over 30 years, I did a lot of different things, you know, and what I didn't realize at the time was. I was actually preparing myself to become a CEO of a startup because you realize as you become a CEO of a startup, you basically get involved in every type of job. Right. And uh, so it was great training ground for me. But <laughs> most importantly, uh, you know, I had developed a passion about healthcare, and uh, also um, came to understand that trends in healthcare were happening. You know, the consumerism of healthcare was happening, mm. and I also personally developed type one adult onset diabetes. Ugh. And um, struggled with how I was managing this chronic condition, which was the standard of care um, and uh, basically what everybody was doing. And wondering to myself, why didn't we change the way we're managing these types of conditions with all the new technology and the consumerism of healthcare happening? And so four years ago, I left Medtronic to become one of the founders of POPs. And uh, that leads me to this podcast today and and to talk to you a little bit about kind of how healthcare is changing and what drove my life to change dramatically too.
1: Yeah. So I've got a really good friend who is the epitome of health. You you know, he's fit and uh, exercises all the time and he's in his Right here. Thank you. Not you. you. He's mid mid 40s and it was like 20 years into our relationship because I knew him in college that that he was like, I, I don't even know how it came up, but he was like, you know, he had an insulin pump on his... On his belt, and I realized that he was type 1 diabetic. And it, it's just, he's not the, you know, when you think of diabetes, you think of like, oh, like overweight. Um, you know, you think of sugar, you think of like all you have people eat sitting around eating ice cream and cake, things like that. Well, this is that's what I had for dinner. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was at your <laughs> house Saturday night and it is what we had for dinner. <laughs> Rick's birthday, we had chocolate cake and uh Bluebell vanilla ice cream. It was actually a very very tasty and treat. Pizza. Don't forget and pizza. a lot of pizza and, and cinnamon rolls. <laughs> yeah. It was not yeah, we were nutrition. Exactly. So, but it is, it's different when you say adult onset and, and, uh, you know, type one diabetes used to be more, more widely known as adult onset. Well, now it's like, there's so many kids getting type two diabetes that it's like, it, it, the adult onset thing is kind of a murky, kind of a murky, murky, murky waters murky there. Water so there. is that what something you've got like an insulin pump is like, how long have you been dealing with this and, and how have you managed all that?
2: Yeah, you know, uh, just to comment first on the murkiness of diabetes, it, it, it's true that diabetes is changing rapidly and kind of how we think about thing. And, you know, we no longer think that type one is juvenile diabetes right. and type two is uh, adult diabetes. And, and, and to your point, I mean, it's becoming much more mixed than that. I personally also, um, am very active and, um, you know, was in good shape. And, um, in my thirties, um, I ran, well, I still run a lot, but, um, I run and, I started getting cramps while I was running and I was like, what is going on? This just kind of came out of the blue. And then along with that, um, I was also, uh, my eyesight was changing dramatically. I mean, like from day to day, I couldn't see the same. So finally I went to the eye doctor, um, kind of ignored the cramps and went to the eye doctor and he told me you need to go to the emergency room. I think you have diabetes. uh, So that was an amazing kind of shift from going to get glasses to going to the emergency room and completely changed my life. But For me, um, you know, that happening in the thirties, I haven't, I've I've had the luxury of not having to live half my life with diabetes, but the other half of my life for 20 years now, um, I have been managing it and, um, you can manage diabetes very successfully. Um, you know, and it it's, it's an effort and you need to think about it and so forth. You don't need to, you know, cut out every sweet. I could still have chocolate cake on Saturday night if that's what I chose to do. Right. Um, but like anybody um you need to kind of think about your total life and you know i know you know you guys talk about nutrition and moving and things in your podcast on a regular basis um it's the same if you have diabetes or not have diabetes all those things are really important and for me i don't wear an insulin pump to answer your question i use uh pens to inject insulin right. for me i just choose not to wear a device um but insulin pumps are great technology for a lot of people who wear them
1: right right and and so there is this whole, I mean, diabetes, you know, there's a, a new term. I don't know if you're familiar with it. We had a guest on a few, gosh, it was probably last year sometime, Rick, that was like that diabetes is like kind of a new medical term, uh, that diabetes and obesity, is, you know, and, and particularly type 2 diabetes, is are, are kind of like one of the same, and there's all sorts of health risks uh, associated with this whole diabetes thing. And so, like, you know, what – why, why has that happened in your opinion? What, what can we do to combat that? And especially with our kids, uh, so many kids have, uh, what used to be, you know, known as, uh, adult onset diabetes now is children type two diabetes and they're, they're, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 years old, and they've got pre dia they're pre diabetic. And it's just like, what, what, how can we stop this trend? Yeah, well, there's no doubt that, um, our bodies are changing.
2: Our environment is changing. Well, and quite frankly, I think some of the root of this is our environment is changing faster than our bodies know how to evolve and adapt to that change, um, and that might be causing a lot of our metabolic, you know, type of diseases. You know, and your microbiome is changing along with that. But uh, weight um, and you know obesity um, is definitely one of the things that is uh, leading to insulin resistance, which can lead to this, uh, you know, type two type diabetes, um, and you know, there's no doubt that we're getting heavier um, and our bodies haven't been able to adjust to that. And so we need to do something. Um, we probably can't make our bodies evolve faster. So we probably need to work on things like better nutrition and moving and, and doing the types of things that enable people, enable people to, you know, to get, know, get out, of, get that that out of that solution.
0: Right. So what causes right. an adult? To come down with type one diabetes, my understanding, and it's very elementary, was type one you're born with. Type two is more of like an environmental factor. You you uh, you know probably eat too much sugar. Your nutrition is not very good. You develop insulin resistance. What happens when an adult develops type one? Uh, kind of midlife.
2: Yeah. So if we just go back and look at you know type one and type two, type one is um, your pancreas isn't making insulin at the same rate um, that it should um and type 2 is your body becomes more insulin resistant and so it is much more common um for type 1 where your pancreas is um essentially it's an autoimmune disease and so your pancreas cells are being attacked and your islet cells are not producing as much insulin as they used to and that tends to happen more in the kind of uh you know first 15 years of your life um but there is adult and late onset um I'm sorry uh, late onset adult diabetes. diabetes. And it's the same thing. It's my pancreas is not making enough insulin. And it, you know, like I said, it's more rare, but it definitely happens. Um, the more common type of diabetes that people expect to get in adult life is from this kind of sedentary lifestyle, you know, more overweight and you start to become insulin resistant. And that's the type two diabetes.
1: Yeah. Did anything like
0: precipitate your your pancreas all of a sudden, kind of out of nowhere, not pres- not uh, producing enough insulin?
2: Yeah, you hear things about, like, other diseases, um, you know, that will trigger something in your body to kind of have yeah. that attack on the pancreas. I didn't well, have we, anything we, 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 like, to like
0: Mark and I have a very good friend who had suffered from really bad pancreatitis for years and years and years and years and years. And, years, and uh, ultimately, they removed his pancreas, and that now he is type 1 diabetic because they removed his pancreas. So is it something like oh. that? How, how does that exactly? So that, that, that
2: clearly would cause it. Um, you know, yeah. in my case, I didn't <laughs> have anything like that and I didn't have any kind of trigger events either. I, you know, it's a, it's probably a whole nother podcast, but I personally believe <laughs> after doing a lot of research and talking about this is that the microbiome, um, and whatever, you know, kind of thing happened in my microbiome from the time I was born and, and fed, you know, uh, artificial formula, to use an antibiotic sometime in my life. You know, I personally think this is a cause of a lot of our diabetes and other metabolic conditions and asthma, et cetera. So, uh, but I don't have a specific trigger event. Well,
1: it's because it, you know, it's an autoimmune deal. So it's like anything that's going to trigger an autoimmune disease, whether it's, you mentioned asthma, you know, inflammation is, is kind of the breeding ground for all this stuff. And so, uh, you know, why do you think, you know, diabetes is, is especially, you know, you've got type one type two diabetes is a, is a, is a different thing. I know it's called the same thing. There's like a, a number difference between the two, but, but it seems like, like my mom has my mom had, type had, had type two diabetes for my entire life. And I'm almost 40 and she's been being told the same thing her whole life. It's like, you know, eat low, low fat, high, high carbohydrate and all this stuff. It's like almost perpetuating her diabetes. It, it, there's you know, she goes to a new doctor. They, there pamphlets that she gets. Sometimes there's no, uh, uh, mention at all of, of diet at all or, or yeah. physical activity. So, but it's, it, you know, it's almost seems like, okay, if, if these type two, if endocrinologists cure their type two diabetic patients of type two diabetes, they're out of a paycheck. Like, what is the, like, in your opinion, and, and you've, you know, you, as a type one diabetic, you kind of have like an inside scoop on this. What is your opinion of, like, the current system and, like, the healthcare system and, like, it, it, could it ever change? I mean, I, that's one of the things, like, well, we need to change the healthcare system. Well, how? Like, how, how would it change? It's so <laughs> ingrained. Like, what is your what are your thoughts on all that? Yeah, well, you know, per- first and probably
2: foremost is that 95% of people with diabetes in the United States are not seen by an endocrinologist. They're seen by a primary care doctor. Right. And primary care doctors are, you know, heroes in their own right in terms of trying to keep up with all the things that they're doing and working within the system that they're working, but they can't be an expert on every specific disease that they deal with on a daily basis, um, and they don't have much time to spend with people right. either. And so um, one of the reasons that I left Medtronic to start props is because we saw that there's an opportunity to flip the healthcare model on its head, and instead of saying, we as patients depend on physicians to tell us the right thing to do. How about instead we enable people to take more ownership of their health condition, whatever right. it might be? But diabetes is, you know, specifically where we've launched this product because it's the most expensive, you know, chronic condition in the United States. Right. And what we believe is by using simple consumer like technology, you can enable people to be more informed of the kinds of things like you're bringing up diet, et cetera, activity, you know, how are those things affecting you? And then on top of that, encourage you to actually do those things because we make it so simple and so easy for you that you don't have to think about, well, I'm going to live my life or I'm going to manage my condition. No, it's about doing the same, you know, doing the two things together at the same time. And so I think a, I little, think a little bit, bit what what of change, change in change the, healthcare the healthcare system healthcare. is that we need to change our mentality of, You know, we're a patient and we depend on a physician to tell us what to do. And and I think that's been changing over the last 10 years in the consumerism of healthcare.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I used to be a physician recruiter. And so I'd kind of have an inside (laughs) look at some of these doctors and like the doctors are all over here going, oh, gosh, these patients think they know everything. And they have Google and all this stuff. And they don't know what they're talking about. I went to medical school. (laughs) And then on the other side, you get the patients going, look, these doctors went to medical school. They had no nutrition training. They had maybe three hours out of four years of nutrition training. And so you've got this kind of tension there. Do you see that, uh, that the, those trends are kind of that climate changing? Uh, and if so, like what, like what's like, how can we continue to perpetuate that positive change is going to, uh, that's going to help people instead of just like, let's, let's pay these doctors. Yeah. So
2: I think what we're in the midst of is what I'll call the democratization of healthcare. And so if you you imagine, imagine healthcare, healthcare, 20 years ago, being physicians taking care of patients. And then as search engines, things like Google became more rampant. um, Then now physicians were taking care of more educated patients. And you're right, there's some tension that goes along with that. um, And kind of how does that work? But you know, as we look forward to the future, the patients of today are beginning to come the physicians of tomorrow, right? These people are going to start Using technology to say I don't rely as much on a physician as I did before, especially for more routine things. Now, of course, there's always going to be things that you you break a leg or right. you know have a retina detached from your eye. You're going to go to a physician. Yeah, you need intervention. That's super right. valuable. Yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't have unfortunately Star Trek yet where you can start <laughs> you know waving a box over your leg and it heals itself. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, but, but but we can enable people with a condition like diabetes. To manage yourself and take care of yourself, and and that's where I think democratization of healthcare is going to happen. Just like um, you can go jump in some stranger's car on your on
1: your streetside <laughs> curb right. and have Again? a All right, I'm I'm <laughs> uh, This guy picked me up in a white uh, and, windowless and, van. I don't know, uh, is this safe? <laughs> no, don't do that. Yeah. I didn't say a windowless van.
2: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you know, but using Uber technology or Lyft technology to be able to get someplace like that safely change the way we think about travel and this is what i think is going to happen in healthcare over the next 10 years
1: right so what, can, what tell us about your kind of daily routine you're a type one diabetic you've been de- managing mm-hmm. this for a long time you're kind of in a routine what is your uh kind of daily uh rit- routine kind of some of your rituals that you do like every day
2: so every morning, every morning when i get when up i get up 5 a.m. five am I exercise i you know run a few miles or I go bike or lift weights or whatever I need to do because I found and I think it's true amongst you know diabetes in general is that the more you exercise the easier it is to control your blood sugar levels right um, and uh, your body just becomes more active it stays you know um, higher rate of metabolism and it just becomes easier to kind of manage your condition um, and then for me, for me i, I, I do my best to try to, you know, fast for 18 hours up until lunchtime. Um, I'm not always successful at that, but, uh, but I think that's healthy for me too. And it makes me feel better. And by the way, exercising just makes me mentally feel better too. And so, um, you know, those are some of the main things that I make sure I build into every day and, and then try to kind of eat, you know, small, um, but regular kind of meals, you know, throughout the you know next eight hours or so. And, you know that's what keeps me you know healthy and alive and you know i've been able to use a minimum amount of insulin um in living like that and then uh you know able to keep my blood sugars very controlled too
1: i'm so glad you brought up fasting that's that this is a topic that we've really been focusing on i've been uh you know like the buzzword is intermittent fasting but to me it's like intermittent fasting to me is like the whole barefoot running thing barefoot running isn't some new novel idea barefoot running and yeah. like minimal running is like how humans Ran for the majority of human life, of on, human earth, life on earth until literally like, like the 1970s. Years ago, <laughs> yeah. So intermittent fasting is like this whole idea of us snacking and eating every two hours is this foreign idea to our bodies, and and so uh, the 18 hour you know uh, uh, fast per day, like I, I don't know we've talked on the show a lot. I try to do at least a 45 to 46 hour fast every week. There's just it's it's not and it's not about calories. It's not about oh I'm starving myself. There's just so many different things. Your insulin sensitivity resets. Like there's just so many things. Your autophagy, clearing of that cellular waste. So like, how did you come about kind of uh, figuring out that fasting was going to work for you? Is that something that like uh, you found in research or just something that you sort of uh, stumbled upon? How did you uh, to kind of discover fasting? Well, I, it, 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 a little bit more stumble upon.
2: I was actually at a conference and, uh, was speaking to, uh, a, a professor who was practicing fasting and we had an interesting lunch conversation together. And, um, you know, I just became really intrigued with what he was saying and he kind of turned me on to Dr. Fung. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I started reading more about him and following him on Twitter and doing things like that. And, And then, of course, as that social media stuff works, then you get connected to other fasting kind of sites and so forth. So it's just been kind of an interesting thing to kind of look into how all that that works and learn from it. And like I say, I I try to do it. I'm not always good at it. Just like you said, you had chocolate cake on Saturday night. I'm not always perfect either. But you try your best and, you know, try to live a little bit more kind of back. To you, like you're saying, a hundred years ago. Right. You know, it's not ten thousand years
1: ago, even. Right. Right. Yeah. Our well, yeah, you follow you
0: follow Dr. fung and all of a sudden, Google used the microchip they've implanted <laughs> in your brain
1: to uh, start knowing
0: exactly what you wanted to look at on the internet.
1: And,
0: uh, yeah, that in your life from that. Point.
1: Yeah, uh, it's amazing how that works. Right. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's like we we our ancestors did not like stop at 10 o'clock to eat like their protein snack shake thing. You know, like we went, we were, we are designed for variability. We are designed for randomness. We, we need periods of feasting and fasting, uh, whether that's food or stress or movement or, you know, the, sleep, like, there's just all sorts of different examples uh, of that. And I, I just think that, you know, Rick, I remember we used to do Simply Human shorts, like a 10-minute show about one little topic. And we did one on fasting, and somebody commented on iTunes it was like, I loved these guys until they started talking about a fad, intermittent fasting. And I'm like, no, you're missing it. That's not a fad. Like, we're we're talking about how humans are designed to eat and how they're designed to function at their best. And it's just these periods of randomness and variability and being able to, you uh, know, like, Oh, I missed like my oh, ten, I missed box my snack. ten snack. snack. Oh, I'm going to be a total mess the rest of the, the day. day you know? yeah, the whole yeah. day is ruined. Right. I need to throw the
0: whole right. day away. It's
1: right. And, and, it, you know, on top of all that, it's like, I tell you with kids, it's like so much easier and I have to make myself breakfast in the morning <laughs> like i just i just have some coffee it's like so easy. it's, it's cheaper and uh, there's just a lot of side benefits but uh yeah so i think that the whole fasting, the whole thing, fasting thing kind of gets a bad kind of rap sometimes bad... that it's like this oh it's this fad and these people that are uh making stuff up this newfangled stuff and it's like no we're looking back at how humans are designed to do stuff so um uh, so let's let's switch gears we only have a few minutes golly we only have like three or four minutes left um there's one interesting thing I want to talk about very quickly, and why should we be talking about people versus patients? I know, like in the healthcare uh, industry, it's easy for doctors to come in and see different people as, you know, okay, you've got this disorder, you have got this disease, we're going to prescribe this, and da 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 da. It's like, okay, you got to eat at least two thousand calories, you got oh, right to sleep eight hours a night. Everybody's different. Everybody. Cholesterol different. is different. We, all these. The CDC has come out and said all these different things that we thought was true years ago. Like what? What's the difference in people and patients?
2: Well, you know, what I always like to say is nobody has strived ever to be a patient. Right. You know, that's nothing anybody sets their goal today and says, Today I'm going to be a patient. Right. um, Or, you know, their lifetime goal. And, you know, what it does is it moves us mentally into a different state. We become dependent on somebody and we start to think differently. I feel like I'm sick. I need to be taken care of. And so when we talk about, people versus patients, is to flip that mentality around a little bit and say, you don't have to be dependent on somebody. You don't have to be sick. You know, we want you to kind of, you know, step into this. And just like you might step into this to start exercising because you need to take care of yourself for whatever condition you have, you know, step into that and try to take care of yourself and, you know, use whatever technology is available out there, whether it's like a pop system or whether it's something else, but, but take ownership um, and, uh, you know, that's something that we strongly believe in is, you know, owning your condition and owning your life. And that starts as being a person first, not a patient first. And so it's, it's a bit of a mentality shift. And, and this is what I think, again, kind of thinking about that democratization of healthcare is, you know, when I said the patients are going to become the physicians in the future is what we're
1: talking about. Right. Rick, you cleared your throat. Were you going to? Were you gonna say something?
0: No, I was just just clearing my throat.
1: <laughs> there was no, <laughs> there was no.
0: I uh, 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 usually mute it, and I completely forgot. To right.
1: Mute it, okay. So. Sorry. All <laughs> right. I'm all right. not
0: the coronavirus. So that's <laughs> not why I was. Coughing.
1: Thank you for coughing into your uh, elbow. Um, <laughs> all right, Lonnie, tell people, promote yourself. Where can people find you? How can they? You
0: www.internet.com?
1: <laughs> d- <dot> .gov, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> promote yourself. Where can people find yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so the easiest place, of course, to uh, find out more about us and also to reach out to us is at popsdiabetes.com. So popsdiabetes.com, and uh, of course, you can learn more about what we're doing there. You know, and essentially, what we believe is that we should flip healthcare and and really have people start to own their life um, using simple consumer-like technology. And uh, that this is what's going to actually enable people to get better outcomes, better, better, you know, cost savings for the healthcare system, and more importantly, to feel good about themselves right. and to feel healthy and more productive, more productive and, happier and happier. And if you subscribe to that belief, then yeah, reach out to us through our website popsdiabetes.com.
1: Awesome. I that- think there's
0: a lot to that. Like yeah. when you feel like you're, you're you feel good. And you feel like you're doing the, the right things for yourself. And I mean, there's definitely like a self-confidence like that's brought up from that. If you feel like you're doing well, whereas like if you're eating chocolate cake and ice cream and <laughs> feeling <laughs> and feeling and people, like a total loser,
1: you're going to have like a lo- yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to be, be you're going to be more stressed and, and, the, yeah, and you're going well, to perpetuate right, for sure. So right. I
0: think there's definitely something to if you feel like you're doing what you need to do. Like, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah.
1: All right. So we're going to ask you the question, the final question. We ask all of our new guests. Why do you hate Mark Rogers? Why do you hate me so much? <laughs> that is not the question, Rick, idiot. <laughs> the question is, what do you do to make life more enjoyable or something you do to that you enjoy about life?
0: It doesn't have to be nutrition or diabetes related or anything just like that.
1: It's some hobby that you have. <laughs> that you literally just, anything. Yeah.
2: My, so I, I have an easy answer because what I enjoy very much, it makes me mentally feel good, it makes me physically feel good, is I love to run. Yes. And I, I'm not a marathon runner. I don't go, you know, do ultra marathons or anything. I, I like when I go to different places around the world, I've had a chance to travel all over the world. And one of the first things I think about is where can I run and see something interesting and, and experience the, you know, the world differently than just kind of riding in a cab or something. Right. So every place I go, I've run and uh, really enjoy myself. and I've made it to six continents running so far. I need need to get that seventh
1: continent. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Once you join uh, the seven continent club with me, (laughs) Uh, uh,
1: whatever well Uh, you know it's funny you mentioned that like i don't do like long distance races anymore but i used to so i've run across the golden gate bridge and back and like when i was in boston i ran uh uh, i ran to harvard and like across you know and ran by mit it's just you know you you get some cool experiences just like because nobody else is doing that and it's not just a physical thing it's like a mental thing like where you're kind of like what you were just talking about rick is that you kind of have this mental deal it's like I'm doing something out here that nobody else is doing right now. Uh, and that kind of gives you like a boost of confidence, which ultimately boosts your immune system and boosts your, you know, it, there's just a, there's health benefits to that physically, uh, as well as mentally. So I love that. So good job. Good job, Lonnie. <laughs> one <of these> days <laughs> Thank
0: you'll join you very this, much. <laughs> one of these days you'll join the seven continent club with me. You and I, we can put our rings
1: together. And- Rick, Rick is in the one continent running club. <laughs> Awesome! I'm in the
0: one continent I've ever been to. Club. I've ever been to another continent outside of North America. I'm going club. to Australia in May,
1: and I'm going to run in Australia, so I can, I can be in the out. two continent running yeah, club. Yeah, yeah. one look at me, <laughs> Whatever. I'm awesome. All right, Lonnie, I really appreciate this. This has been great. I will email you when the show goes out. Uh, but this has been awesome. Appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully, we'll talk to you soon.
2: Sounds great. Thank you guys very much. Nice to meet you, Mark and
1: Rick. All right, appreciate Thanks, it.
0: All right,
1: bye. You're listening to the Simply
0: Human podcast.
1: All right, that was awesome. Lonnie is great. You can go. To the Pops Diabetes Care link is uh, will be in the show notes, uh, and uh, and go check it out. Um, so to to kind of finish our thought um, about the COVID nineteen. Um, Dang it. What were we talking about? (laughs) Because I had something to talk about
0: the importance of social distancing. But uh, at the same time, like if like we joked that, like, oh, no, the zombies are going to be running around. It's going to be I am legend. It's not going to be like that. Uh, But, man, above all, just like just be smart if you're not feeling well. Yeah. Stay home. I've got a friend at work who she has not felt real great for like the last week and I cannot convince her to stay home. And I'm like, dude, yeah. she's one of those people that like and coughing get into her too.
1: hand probably when she's out. Well, oh, no, she it.
0: coughs into <laughs> her arm. You know who I'm talking about, by the way, the one who thinks you're not attractive anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so so she, like, uh, she, she takes to... a lot of pride in like, you know, I, listen, I don't use a lot of sick leave. I go to work. Uh-huh. I'm reliable. And I'm like, I get that. But like, dude, right now is not the time. Right. Go home. Yeah. You have sick leave. There's a reason you have sick leave. Use your sick leave. Yeah. Um, I'm so... More, more so than like the, the actual, like I say, I say more so one of the things I'm concerned about other than the actual illness is like how this is affecting human beings. Like my kids are out of school for the next two weeks. They yeah. had spring break last week and they're at school this week and next week. Like, uh, okay that's cool i can take a what? few days off and they're, stay with their mom on, on mondays or in fridays but like, well, they're saying they may not long term if they're out of school for
1: like two months or the rest of the semester do? right right
0: yeah like how like and i know they've canceled like the 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 star testing that's the um what do you call it like the
1: uh you know grade level testing it's or the, whatever no it's for, a test it's standardized about standardized testing it's a test about space God, so the star test, like they've
0: canceled the standardized testing for Texas. And that's good. That's a good start. But like, uh, like what are we going to do longer term? If like kids have to stay out of school for like two months, Yeah, I know how that like negatively impacts me. I'm going to use a ton of vacation leave, but like, man, I feel for like people like Ryan who have a, your brother-in-law who have a Mm. bar restaurant service industry. Yeah. Like, and the people who work for him, they are dependent on tips. Well, what are they supposed to do? Like, can you go from like day one of having like a pretty decent income to like all of a sudden, like not knowing where your money is going to come from? Like that's to me, aside from the actual physical disease, that's the bigger issue is there's a lot of people in our society who are dependent on the day to day stuff. Like,
1: how are they going to cope? Can I tell you a couple of things that I'm doing with the with maybe a little bit extra time? Please, yes, because I, I'm
0: because me personally, like uh, I want to know what I can do to right. help the people well, who like I used to work in a restaurant, depending on tips. Yeah. I want to know how I can help.
1: That the first the first thing is something that you don't need to do because yo aprendiendo español.
0: Oh, okay. So um, wait, I,
1: on. I've got uh
0: Habla con con nosotros, Mark.
1: I've learned that yet.
0: Talk to us,
1: Mark. Oh, dang. Um so I uh I know how to say the the thing I learned on my last lesson was um uh, vamos vamos a tomarlos. Vamos a tomarlos. Okay. Let's go drink them. drink them.
0: You're close, but
1: yeah okay. Vamos vamos a tomarlos. Let's go drink those.
0: Just vamos a tomar. We are going to drink.
1: Right, right, but I'm obviously but what I learned was I'm pointing at the drinks saying I'm going to drink oh, okay, those. Oh, okay, 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 okay. los is like a direct and, object. And, okay. and, and it's a masculine noun. It's like coffee or cerveza. The cerveza is feminine, never mind. Um, mm. Refresca. Uh, so anyway, so I'm learning that. And I'm also, I bought on Amazon, this is a real thing, and I started, I got it last night, and I started it last night. I bought a little knot tying thing. Like I'm going to learn all the knots. <laughs>
0: Like the taut line hitch yep. and the, you you know what that. I remember you know the, I listen uh, I spent uh, I spent six years uh, in Boy Scouts because I was forced to and I don't remember how to t- the only knot I know how to tie is the one on my shoes
1: the one that you it's punched least- into my nuts during your when you got your <laughs> Eagle Scout. I- there's that picture of you like <laughs> munching me in the nuts right after you got your Eagle Scout.
0: It is. Let me tell you this about Boy Scouts, pal. Like, there is no greater waste of American time oh. than kids learning how to tie knots. Well, hey, I think... It's the I dumbest think, thing possible. I think
1: knots are, especially in this, like a survival situation, being able to tie a good knot is pretty valuable. Uh, you could probably just
0: figure it out. Just like a tie a bunch of shoestring knots and it'll all work out. It'll be fine.
1: All right. Well, I'm learning knots. <laughs> You better uh, not mention that again. (laughs) as we're talking, I'm like going on Amazon and like hitting like buy return label because you made me feel bad about <laughs> buying knots. Like,
0: no, this is the classic Mark Rogers thing. Yeah, You're yeah. gonna learn something that is of complete zero knowledge whatsoever, so you can start scoreboarding people over. Oh well, listen, I know
1: how to tie. Like, move tie over, let me tie the bow the bowline hitch here. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: that's another example of a knot. A name. I, see, I I can't even not just tie the knots. I don't even know the names of yeah. any of the knots besides a taut
1: line hitch. And I don't even know what
0: you use that for.
1: For hitching the touts.
0: Oh, okay. All right.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, okay. We actually had this. We we did the intro and outro for the Lonnie show today. We actually were supposed to uh, interview with Dwayne Clark tonight, and he's in Seattle. And so he obviously was not available. I guess he's dealing with some stuff. Uh, so we don't know what's the, what the future holds. So uh, we're just going to keep recording as we have scheduled. We have we have we're booked into July and June and July. So we'll just keep. No, going you say we
0: that we're we're <laughs> Let's take this two weeks at a time. Right, that's <laughs> kind of where I am. Like we're going to take everything two yep. weeks at a time. Yep.
1: So control what you can control. That's the tip of the week. Don't yeah, stress. Don't stress over stuff you can't. Or control Or grant about.
0: me the uh, serenity to control what. To control what anxiety.
1: Yeah, that there are things that I can't. There are some things I can't control. Give me the courage to to change the things I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, wisdom yeah, to goes. know the difference.
0: Yeah, there you go. So anyway,
1: <laughs> that's it. I don't it. know. I
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You had it. You had it. <laughs> All right. So that is going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human podcast.
0: And remember, you got
1: coronavirus. So until next time, <laughs> tout line hitch boat
0: not pitch.